double again. I want to see a triple doink. It might happen. Doink. Double doink. Double doink. Double doink. Triple doink. Quadruple doink. 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 Double doink right there. Doink. Doink. A double doink. Double doinker. Dicker the kicker. Triple doinks it in. Doink. 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 Double doinks and sackles. Teaching you how to football. Can you teach me how to football? Well, Which, the Panthers did, didn't they? Come on. Kind of, Come for on. the second time Come this on. year. And we're Come trying on. to. We're trying to teach you every week. Uh, my name is Fernando. I am Chris. Jimmy G, the stat boy. And we are here for week... I don't even know what we're on. Week 15 recap, and then we'll take a look at our week 16 picks. Uh, Travis is busy working right now. He might be back for the second half of this, but we'll see what happens. But let's get it started with that Chargers and Raiders game on uh, Thursday Night Football. Now, I was not watching this game, but I kept the, looking at the updates. I think somebody said something in the group chat about it being 21 to nothing in the first quarter. And then I kind of quit looking, and then before I knew it, it was uh, sixty-three to seven. Wasn't very good game. It was it was good. Then it got bad, and then it got real good again because it had the train wreck effect. No, oh, I think it was bad all the way around. The Raiders <laughs> just ran over them. It was the O'Connell show all day. And to be honest, tell me, he doesn't look like a chunky Derek Carr. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, that's what they're saying. Like he, looks, he has number four. He's number four also. Does he wear eyeliner? Does He that's, He oh, looks like he has question. eyeliner. Does he he looks like a little on? chubby in the face. That's but question. that's a dead ringer for Derek Carr. But, yeah, look. let's look at this for a second. First quarter, 21 points. Second quarter, 21 points. Third quarter, 13 points. And they still finish up the fourth quarter with another seven points. They were just running over them. At this point, it was it was pretty disgusting to watch. What's funny is, yeah, the Raiders put up zero points the week before against the Vikings defense. Uh, 63 this week. So in their last two games, they are averaging 31.5 points per game over their last two games. That is a crazy stat I wanted to throw out there for everybody. There you go, Raiders. Raiders killing it this week. I don't know what you're going to do next week. Uh, then we had some Saturday football, a triple header on Saturday. Uh, the only game really worth talking about was that Vikings Bengals game. Um, I heard something like I was listening to it on the radio coming home from uh, my new job, and uh, this in this um, matchup, the home team has won every game since 1992. I think the Vikings won in Cincy in '92, and that was the last time. Other than that, the home team has dominated this series. It's like 12 and 0 for the home team when the Vikings play the Bengals. And I was at the last Bengals Vikings game in Cincinnati before this one, and it was the same almost the exact same as this game. Final score was 27-24 in overtime. Oh jeez. I heard uh, I didn't get to see it, but I heard T Higgins had a crazy touchdown to tie the game with under 30 seconds to go. T Higgins was tackled at the 3 and he was facing his back was against the goal line and somehow he was as he was tackling he had the foresight to just stretch his arm out 500 yards to get it over the line. 500 yards yeah. to get three yards. Yeah, three yards. He just whipped it back. He, he inspected like Gadget no that, that arm out over the, yeah, over the line. It was nice. Uh, well, depending on your point of view, how nice yeah. it was. But, yeah. I mean, it was it was a pretty good start for the Vikings. Uh, you know, going into the third quarter or going into the fourth quarter, they had that 17-3 lead. I was like, oh, we're scolding. We're scolding. And then uh, the Bengals just stepped it up in the fourth, man. They just stepped it up. Um, yeah, I was watching this game with Travis, and um, at the very end of this game, I think we all pinpointed the parts where Fernando would really hate the play calling. Probably. Well, I heard there were a couple of uh, – I didn't get to see most of the game, uh, but I heard there were some turnovers in the red zone for the Vikings. I mean, that's been their story this whole year, our turnovers, not necessarily in the red zone, just in general. They fucking turn the ball over – Constantly. So I remember in our text about the Vikings doing the tush push and uh, failing really badly. They did again, and they had Powell, the receiver, like push on Mullins to get a yard. And, and one guy back there, the yeah. smallest guy on the field, yeah, he's, the exactly the he's our guy. return guy. Yeah. And you he know, did the exact play. You know what was so him. great about this is the commentators were joking about it. They were in the, bo- in the booth 
laughing about. It was like, oh yeah, the old tush push with the 140 pounder back yeah. there pushing yeah. across the line. It was like smart play. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, the play calling was very bad, and we, Travis and I both thought, oh, this is the poor choice of plays and, and unimaginable plays. Third, third and one, fourth and one, tush push, nothing happened. It was just really, really bad. They've tried. I hate like the the NFL is a copycat league, and like a lot of people hate the tush push, especially only really when Philly does it because they have perfected it. They have a great offensive line. They got a quarterback who can squat six hundred pounds. Like I've seen the Vikings try the tush push with Kirk Cousins. I've seen them try it with now with Nick Mullins. I don't know if they ever did it with uh, Dobby Dimes, but. Don't don't. It's terrible. Yeah. It is a terrible play. And uh, the run, like our running back had, I think it was the first 100 yard rushing game for a Viking uh, with Ty Chandler since probably Delvin Cook sometime last year. Uh, so just hand the ball off. Like do something or throw it. I don't know. You have everyone up there. Just release a tight end out in the flat and just you needed a fucking three inches. Got Jefferson on the team. Like everything is like almost yeah. okay. You just need a quarterback. O'Connell has to. He's got to figure. Uh, his play calling has been very questionable in some key situation spots this year, and I don't like it. I still I'm gonna give him another year. He's got a good record as a coach in two almost two full seasons, but he uh, he pisses me off sometimes. I I feel like you got to give it up to the Vikings for a little bit. Like you know. Their quarterback situation has been great this season. You know, they've been, like, plugging in and plugging people out. So, uh, you know, their running back situation hasn't been that great. Their defense has been okay. But they're still in it. They're still right there. You know, they're 7-7 seven and seven right now. They have a chance to, like, win the division if they win out. So, you know, all well, you got to do is keep scoring. You said their defense in the last um – or in the before that fourth quarter against the Bengals, let's see. In the last eleven quarters, four against the Bears, no touchdowns allowed. Four against the Raiders, I mean, no points allowed. And in the first three quarters against the Bengals, just a field goal. So they have not. They've given up five field goals, zero touchdowns, and almost three full games up until that fourth quarter, where they just seem to have a letdown. But let's stop talking about the fucking Vikings losing, and let's go into Sunday and talk about those Carolina Panthers winning. Carolina Panthers baby. doubling their win total on the season. Two and twelve. Two and twelve. Two and twelve. Two. That's right. Did Bryce Young throw a touchdown? No. no. Did he? No, he didn't. Did we have any rushing TDs? No. no, no. It was kicker show all day. It was raiding cats and dogs all Just day. Came out there and he did his business. Three three field goals to win the game over Atlanta. Wasn't that last drive like a ninety some yard drive? Like didn't Atlanta like turn it over or something like inside the five, and then they had to like go the length of the field or not quite the length, but they to get into field goal range. Yeah, they they rushed the ball pretty much all the way down there. They weren't trusting trusting Bryce Young at all to throw the ball. So it was like a rushing like 95 yards across the field to set up for a field goal. And I think it was like three and one. They run it once, kneel it twice, and then put up the field goal. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, because you were mad about them kneeling, I remember. Oh, you know, I was you so like pissed. That. I was so pissed. So yeah, Atlanta threw an interception down inside the... I'm just looking at the the play chart. And then, um, so yeah, Carolina got the ball. Their final drive, 17 plays, 90 yards. Took off seven, over seven and a half minutes. Like pretty much they got the ball with 7.35 left. And they drove, went down, field goal with no time left. So they just killed the clock. Game-winning field goal. Hey, congrats. Keep pounding, baby. Keep pounding. Keep I mean, pounding the ball to the uprights. It's not the way I would like to see another win. I mean, I get it. Playing for the win. Smart decision. But at this point, what do you have to lose? Let's go out with a bang. Let's win. Like, drive into the end zone. Let's get a touchdown. But Yeah, but you want the win. Like Either way it goes. Turn. Yeah. Either way it goes, we won. It's not so. like a 3 nothing game. Fair enough. One game that was close, I didn't watch a lot of it, I don't know if any of us did, but the Browns, the Bears at Browns, uh, Browns had to put in 13 uh, fourth quarter points to win 20-17. to 17. Um, I don't know, any... Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, Flacco going Flacco out there doing Flacco. his thing. 
Flacco threw the ball four like times in that game. Damn. Usually when your quarterback's throwing that much and his name isn't Tom Brady, you're not going to have a good result in those games. I mean, it's just surprising me how he's plugging in there and they're just giving him the ball. Like, yeah. no questions asked. They're just out there like, you got the ball, make the decisions, sling it around, and that's what he's been doing. I mean. You know what? I'm a fan. I'm, like, I'm a Brown. Like, they're going to be the team I'll cheer for because I think they're going to make the playoffs. And if you got Joe Flacco, you got a veteran out there, you got decent receivers, you got a great running game, a great defense on the other side. I mean, this Browns team isn't uh, anything to shrug at. No, especially considering the fact how many games Flacco has played with him, you know? Like, he's still trying to figure out the offense and everything like that. So, the fact that he's plugging in so well, I mean, he did have three interceptions, but he's still plugging in so well. I mean, they could have a run. And right now, they are projected to play the Jaguars in the first round. Ooh, that's kind of a saucy matchup. Yeah. Uh, another matchup, I think we all picked this one wrong, Buccaneers at Packers. Buccaneers put up 34 points. 34 I heard the Packers points. had some DBs out or something. They had some excuses for them. They did, but I, 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 in the last week's episode, I thought, I feel like the Packers are going on a losing streak again. They had a losing streak, then they won a bunch. I think they're back to back having a losing streak. I like that mindset. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing out there. I think I mean, it was a I think it was a nice game for uh, Baker Mayfield. You know, he had almost 400 yards, four TDs. Uh, you got to see a small resurgence of Godwin out there. Haven't seen him put up big yards in a while, but he had uh, 155 yards. So all all around, they played well. They won the game. Should have won it. So. There you go. Killing it. Hey, blow, pack, blow. There, I said it. Uh, what are some other good games here? I mean, Texas and Titans went to overtime. Uh, that was the uh, revenge game because you got the Houston Texans playing the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, who were the Oilers. the Houston Oilers, Oilers. With yeah. everything in the stadium looking like Houston Oilers. I, I think that was a good, like, take that game or something against the Titans. And hey, Case Keenum getting that start. Like what I loved about that is I just kept seeing replays of the Minneapolis Miracle, which everyone was. thought that at the very end whether yeah. or not that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he kept doing it. But yeah, Baker or uh, yeah, Case Keenum going out there, getting a dub. Uh, yeah, you're talking uh, C.J. Stroud might not be back this week either. We might see some more Case Keenum out there. Yeah, it's not looking good. His his uh, his vision is really impaired after the um, the concussion. Two weeks ago, I believe now. Those concussions. Uh, Dolphins blank the Jets. No big shocker there. 30 to nothing. Uh, Chiefs-Patriots, I mean, 10-point win for the Chiefs. That's kind of going to be a moral victory for uh, for the Patriots, considering how they're playing this year. Yeah, Kelsey dropped a few passes. Probably killed a few uh, fantasy matchups for some people. And, um, yeah, the, the Chiefs, they didn't have – it wasn't a very hard matchup, but – they are still dropping passes and still not really executing on offense. And you can see it on Mahomes. Mahomes is frustrated out there. He just keeps feeding them to hope that they'll change like Kadarius Tony. Well, but their yeah. wide receivers are trash. I mean, yeah. Kadarius yeah. Tony, uh, Marquez Veldez Scanling, he's got the case of the drops. Like he had that with Green Bay. And like who else? They got that number four. What's his name? They're that he's uh, I think a rookie. Sky Moore's garbage. Rashi Rice. 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 Yeah, he's actually the only bright spot on offense. Yeah. Uh, their running game has been decent, and Rashid Rice has been decent. But everybody else, like and Kelsey, like now he's dropping the ball. I blame Taylor Swift. He's got uh, oh she yeah. Yeah. was cursing in the, he, in the box. Oh, Travis Kelsey has to shake it off and you know get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think Mahomes has found like a new wide receiver that he likes. I mean, over over the past few games, the guy's getting about ten receptions uh, per game. Ten? Yeah. So Damn. or ten targets. Ten targets. Okay, Sorry, okay. ten targets per game. So I mean, the guy's putting up numbers too. He put over up over a hundred yards against uh, the Raiders. Almost had a hundred yards against Buffalo, and right there at a hundred yards against New England. So. The guy's showing up. You got to get it to the hot hands. Oh yeah, who catches it? Rest of the games on Sunday kind of blowouts. I mean, we had Saints Giants twenty four to six, Rams Commies that was twenty eight to twenty, but 49ers destroy the Cardinals. How about the Bills destroying the Cowboys? Huh? Oh, huh? who yeah. like that? I like that kind of shit. Dim boys. Who dim boys? You dim boys. Those Bills boys mafia. that we expect. Yeah. Um, how about the the off the offensive coordinator for the Bills now replacing um. What's his face? He um, 
just feeds James Cook the ball. Yeah, constantly. run the ball. Yeah. And I think we've been talking about that all year because they make Josh Allen do too much, and that's when he gets sloppy with it. Like yeah. you run him too much, you're like he's bound to get injured. Like yeah, run the ball. Yeah. Literally, no one else had to yeah. do anything that game. It was all yeah. James Cook. And yeah. who they give the game ball to? Josh Allen, Josh Yeah, it's just big no sets. Yeah, I think we've been talking about that for a while now. If you pressure Allen and you're pressuring him outside of the pocket, that's when he makes bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But if he has a chance to roll out of the pocket, he's going to put up some big plays. So those are two different things. And the fact that they're really establishing the run game to give him the chance to do that, I think he really saw in this game. I thought Dallas defense was going to like come alive and be able to really put a hurting on uh, Buffalo, but they just did not show up this game, and I don't, I don't think Dak got in the end zone either. So, you know, I feel like both it's sides. been like hit or miss with their de- like their defense have been dominant, or else you can do whatever you want against them. It's like it just seems like one or the other. I just felt like uh, this game. I think the Cowboys were definitely not winning this game because I felt like. Dak was having a downturn because everyone's just on Dak about how he should be the MVP and everything uh, and stuff like the previous week. It's like the Bills are probably winning this game and all the talk about Dak not really being the MVP will will drift away. And that has been the talk this week. And we can yeah. talk about that too. Like who is the MVP this year? Because I don't really can't think of anybody like just standing out just above everybody else. Everyone's just on Hurts right now. And I just I don't I'm not it's not hurts like sure. yeah, yeah this week this I think now it's like Tyreek if he makes that record receiving yardage yeah there's talk about Purdy now and Purdy versus CMC is. yeah uh, CMC like, I, now that's I, I would take yeah. CMC for MVP over Brock Purdy yeah I I, I agree yeah. I would agree with that uh, I think Hurts is probably still in the mix but I think out of those three. Hill, Hurts, and CMC. I'm taking CMC all day. I think. Well, what about we're not talking day. about this guy in the next game? I mean, Lamar Jackson. Uh, right now, I think they're the number one seed in the AFC, and they came out and took it to the Jaguars, 23 to seven on Sunday Night Football. Lamar could be uh, MVP candidate for. I mean, just with again everybody. Up there. Yeah. Not nobody going <coughs> above and beyond. Like Mahomes is like working with garbage, and he's still getting it done. You can throw him in the mix. I mean, I mean, what about Jared Goff? He's putting up some numbers in Detroit, and they're killing it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think I think Lamar Jackson should be up there for sure. I mean, he has over three thousand yards, almost twenty TDs, so he's putting up numbers for sure. I yeah, the, the, the Ravens are a formidable team. They're one. They're ranked one in the AFC. They have. Even lost, they lost Mark Andrews, and it's still Isaiah likely to kind of fill that gap. He's like probably one of the top target getters on that team. Um, you got Odell, you got Zay Flowers, you got you got some good weapons on the Baltimore team that should be able to help them through um, the end of the stretch run here. You know, I'm gonna throw it out here, and I know it's not gonna be a popular opinion because his team didn't do well, and he's out right now. But C.J. Stroud had a run. Where that kid was looking good. Yeah. He was on point. Out there slinging the ball before Tank Dell went down. He still had him available. Now, granted, I don't think he was ever gonna receive the MVP this year, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say you gotta watch out for this kid next year. He is he, definitely a rookie of the year. And he's yeah, I was gonna say, missing two games, like he should still be the offensive rookie of the yeah. year for sure. Like he's but did you guys watch that Ravens Jaguars game? I really didn't see that one. I was working. It was um, it was not really close. Yeah, you, you have. I saw it was ten to seven going into the th- fourth quarter, so like it looked close. But yeah, I think the biggest play of the game was that bad call in the end zone, where I think it was. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was. Uh, Ridley. Ridley. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Falcons' old wide receiver. Yeah. So he catches a pass. And he's sliding out of the back of the end zone, and he has one bobble. And they show, like, a front view and a view from the back to watch his foot. And he was 100%. His shin is on the ground. In the end zone. That should have been a catch. It was right there. I don't know how they missed it. But, yeah, so I think after that point, the game was pretty much over. But you give him that, you know, they're sitting at, like, 14 at that point. Still had time left in the fourth, so they could have made a run, but that just took all the wind out of the team. I think the biggest thing about this game, on, and to the to 
our friend Travis is like probably disappointment. I don't think Trevor Lawrence looks right. He was sailing passes in this game. That and at the end of that game looked really bad because they, they had a chance to maybe make it close. I think they're down two scores maybe. But he was sailing the ball. He was dropping the ball in between two receivers that were had no other one had, neither had a chance to catch it. It was just disappointing to see he's not really pinpoint accuracy for him is not great. Yeah, I think he's coming back and he's playing a little hurt. He's trying to get back out there so they can kind of make a run. But, yeah, I think this even goes back to the one game before he had the high ankle sprain. I think he started the year out really, really well. He was able to throw the ball downfield with some accuracy, but he's just starting to fall off a little bit. And if you don't have a... If you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball over 20 yards with some accuracy at least, you're not going to win football games. Well, yeah, look at that uh, NFC Championship game last year with Brock Purdy. Like, no one could throw the ball, like, two yards. He just couldn't step in the ball. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence cannot step in and, like, complete a pass right now. It looks really weak. And then we got the uh, Monday night game, the Seahawks. The taking Seahawks. it to the Eagles, winning 20-17. to 17. I got to see the end of that. That was a great pass by Drew Locke down the sideline. Was that, uh, well, first DK Metcalf to uh, get him down there. And then um, I think he hit the rookie, Smith Najugba. Did I say mm-hmm. that right? Close enough. All right. He didn't say anything else. <laughs> I had to watch. I'm watching it here. <laughs> PC around here. Uh, but yeah, no, great win for the Seahawks. Uh, love seeing, uh, just, I love seeing Philly lose. What can I say? Yeah, that was an interesting game to start because no one knew which quarterback was playing. Hertz was still questionable almost up until game time. Yeah, I picked up and every then, damn quarterback in our league. Just and then case. Gino went down to the wire. I had him on my fantasy team. I was refreshing every other second to see who was playing. Was it going to be Locke? Was it going to be Gino? And it came down to the wire for Gino to be activated, suited up, but it was Locke who got the start. And he got the win, so that's all that matters. Good for Drew Locke. So we were talking earlier about like Jalen Hurts possibly being an MVP, and I don't see it for him this year. He I don't just either. he doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He's not really all his points, if you're speaking fantasy wise, are just tush pushes right now. And it's it's not great. Like AJ Brown's still getting his a little bit, but not recently. Like these last few games, he just doesn't look comfortable back there. And I think Philly's offense doesn't look on like what it, what it's capable of, you got Philly's defense now with Matt Patricia as their defensive coordinator, which is just that doesn't make any sense either. That's not an improvement. It just looks like a lot of chaos in that organization. I mean, the last two, the last two games, he has zero passing touchdowns. So I mean, how are you going to have an MVP who has zero passing touchdowns going towards the end of the season? Like that's when you need to be showing up. Yeah, you need to start making those passes and not just running it for a touchdown or something like making fantasy people happy. It's it wasn't great. All right. Well, I think uh, so. We take that break and we'll come back and uh, go over our week sixteen picks coming up. Double doinks and circles. Double doinks and circles. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials. As you guys heard last time, we have a hashtag fund us to Toronto. Yay! Where we did a call in to the Toronto Stadium to see how much it would cost to get a actual suite right there on the stadium. It was off the cuff. It was a little bit of shot in the dark. It was pretty good, though. It was actually pretty good. I'll I find pop off. We had a pop off. I think it was a random talk we had, uh, but we're sticking to it. So we're doing hashtag fund us to Toronto. Yay! We have an entire year to make this happen, and we're setting the overall total for the funding to be seventy five hundred bucks. With you, listeners. I feel like we can make this happen. Let's make this happen. Hashtag Funnest Dorado. Yay! Listen, that is only seven cups of coffee a day for to fund some good prospecting sports broadcasters to go to Dorado. Hashtag Funnest Dorado. For only seven cups of coffee a day and you and 20 of your friends we can fund us to Toronto. To where we can see... <laughs> we can see the athletics. 
We can see the we can see the A's play baseball. I don't want to see the A's. No. I feel like you're ruining the entire process right here. Listen, share it. I know there's only two listeners out there right now. Yes, share it, please. But please share this because it's going to be fantastic. We're going to put the link up real soon. We're going to put the link up. You're going to make that fuck over. Hashtag. Hashtag. Fundus in Toronto. Yay. Pop Pop may be there. And we're back. Uh, Joining us for the second half of... Double doinks and tackles with our week 16 picks. We got Travis in the house. Hey! Yay. Off work, finally. All right. <laughs> Glad you're here. We've had a nice discussion, and we're ready to get these picks in. Let's do it. Uh, let's just start it off with Thursday Night Football, the Saints at the Rams. Both teams 7-7. Seven and seven. Both teams very much alive in the NFC playoff picture. Uh, for wild cards, but well, the Saints can still win that division. They're only a game behind the Bucks. Uh, the Rams are just—they're looking pretty decent as of late. They've beat up on some shitty teams, but I mean, they're getting the wins. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I think Stafford's got it going with Puka and Koopa, and uh, Karen Williams is running the ball nicely. The defense is showing up. Um, yeah, the Rams. This could be a scary team uh, that could possibly make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I like the Rams. I don't like the Saints at all in this matchup. It's like a short week, Thursday night. I just don't. And on the road, give me the Rams. You know, I'm, I'm a little torn on this one. I think Alave is back, and, you know, he was out last week. So if he comes back strong, I think they'll be able to keep it close. But over the last couple of weeks, uh, Stafford's been able to utilize Carr, not Carr, uh, Cup a little bit more, which is big. I mean, if you get both of those wide receivers out there catching the ball, you're going to put up some big numbers. So I'm going to take the Rams to win and cover this week. Uh, this is a pretty big game uh, right now because the Rams are kind of holding on to that seventh spot right now in the playoffs in the wild card. And chasing them is Seattle and New Orleans. Um, you know, no one's going to, none of those teams are really going to catch Philly by that point. Um, so Minnesota and the Rams are the ones that are holding on. Um, I think with the implications of what it is and four points, uh, I'll get, I'm going to take the Rams. I think if you have Kyron Williams, congratulations. He's probably doing really well for your fantasy team. Um, <laughs> he did well for mine. Just my team didn't do well. Um, That's a shame. But uh, give me the Rams four points. Oh, yeah. We're going up next. Saturday football. Do we love Saturday games? No. Saturday. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Up first, we got the... Is it Joe Browning? Jack Browning. Jack Browning. Jake, Jake, Brown. Jake, Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Whatever his name is. Three Jake times a train. Browning at the Bengals and the Bengals at the uh, Schittsburg Steelers. And they'll be throwing out some Mason Rudolph, third different quarterback. Oh, yeah, quick side note. We kind of counted it up. There's like 62 to 66 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This is the year of the backup. Yes. Yeah. And the third string. And the third string and the fourth Vikings string. Vikings have started four. Uh, Steelers are going to start their third. Bengals are at two. Like the list goes on. Jacksonville's had two. No, we don't have two. Tra- yeah, you Tra- still got Trevor. Trevor. A couple yep. teams, few handful had one, but a lot of them have like three to four. Uh, but the Bengals, um, you know, the Bengals are looking. They're playing good. Like they're playing decent without uh, Joe Burrow. Um, I think they're going to go into Schittsburg, and they're zero four in the division. I feel like, like they're due for. They're too good of a team to get swept out by that division. I'm going to say the Bengals win this game and keep them keep their playoff hopes alive in the wild card. Give me the Bengals on the road against those Schittsburg Steelers. I really want to pick the Steelers, but they lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Patriots. They just lost to the Colts. Trubisky has not been great, and now replacing with Mason Rudolph is supposed to be better. He smells purple still a bit. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hold him a helmet around his head. Uh, give me the Bengals to win this and cover. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. I think Browning's had a couple games under his belt. They're pulling Mason Rudolph out there and just throwing him out there. Um, I think the Bengals have the better weapons. Uh, so I'm going to take Bengals all day on this one. Yeah, I, I got to take the Bengals. I think Browning's look pretty good. Uh, there's no Jamar Chase in that game, but you know the star of that show was uh, you know T.O. Show by that point. Um, that was one of the craziest catches and touchdowns I've seen in a long time. Uh, it was like the Cincinnati miracle uh, by that point. But it was, I mean, I, I believe in the Bengals right now, and I think they can run the ball pretty well with Joe Mixon this week. 
Um, and I don't believe that Mason Rudolph has it. I mean, I think the Bengals are doing enough right now to go through. And Jake Browning, um, it was a great interview. I know it probably didn't sit well with you last week <laughs> when he talked about it and how he got cut from the Vikings. I don't know if you guys saw that interview or not. Like four times? Yeah. yeah. I, Timmy told me about it. It was like like when he beat the Vikings, he was like, yeah, dude. It was like, it was like, the sh- like, like quote unquote, it was, like, it was like the shittiest way to get cut. He was like, they told me to go wait at my hotel room and like, you know, everything like that. I thought I was still on the team. And, like, they didn't even tell me I got cut. Like, I found out from my agent that I got cut and everything like that. And he's like, so, yeah, like, it was kind of cool seeing the emotion of a backup quarterback. Drew Locke had the same thing last night. I wasn't sure what he was responding to. Yeah, he was was on the practice squad. And, like, he was, like, on, like, the the Vikings by that point. And they cut him and, like, kind of unceremoniously. So he was like, yeah, I really wanted this one. Mm. Um, I I don't think Jake Browning is, like, a starting caliber NFL quarterback by this point on, on a regular basis. But to have him as a backup, he's inching into my top five backups to have right now in the NFL, and so he's not terrible. So before we skip on to the next one here, Pittsburgh has Cincinnati, which I think most of us has win- has winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they see Seattle, and then Baltimore. They're currently seven and seven. Will the Steelers? Have a winning record Oof. at the end of this season. The Mike Tomlin streak. Seattle and they have Bengals, Seattle, Baltimore. How many years has he has he had a winning record since two thousand? I want to say two thousand seven was his first year. So that's sixteen consecutive years Ooh. with a winning record. Um, I no. think he. I think I, this, is it coming to this, an this, end this, this year? This, this has been a weird season. I think he finally does not go over five hundred. I could see that. Oh, I mean, I could. All, I could see it happening. And like, and if they win this week, they'll be eight because there's seventeen games now. I'm still getting used to the new. Yeah. I'm gonna say if he if they win this game, he will do it. He will get a winning record. He'll win one of those last two. Because uh, again, Baltimore the last week. They might be resting they players. They could be resting like, players. You know, that right. could be the Fair situation. Enough. Fair enough. Um, but but like, I am, and they did beat Baltimore earlier this year in that sloppy game. Um, I'm going to say if they win on Sunday, team. they'll do it. If they lose, or on Saturday, if they lose on Saturday, they're not. He's not going to do it. The streak comes to an end. See, That's so, my, so I see it like if Baltimore wins this week, and let's say Miami somehow loses this week, which they they won't, I'm sure. Um, oh, they could. I, I actually didn't pick Miami this week. But let's say let's say that they win this week and Miami loses this week. It gives Baltimore a two game lead on Miami by that point. They're the closest ones that can catch them for the number one overall seed. So it kind of comes down to what Baltimore and Miami do to see if the Steelers will be playing a full squad on the last week of the season. Yeah, because I could definitely see it. Like I could see them beating the Seahawks. Uh, it's a possibility. Like it's not a probability, but it's a possibility. And I could definitely see them beating like the backups of like Baltimore, even if I pick this game this week. I'm gonna go with a negative on this. I'm going yes. I'm gonna go with a negative on this. He will yes, not he will. have a winning record. Uh, I think the Bengals will beat them. I think the Seahawks will beat them, and regardless of whoever that'll be able to clinch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tomlin's a 17 year career. He has not had under 500 season. He's had three. 500, 8 and 8 seasons. There you go. All right. All right. Football, teaching you how to. What do we got next? <laughs> One more Saturday game. Oh, that's on Festivus, everybody. Happy Festivus uh, this Happy upcoming Saturday. For the rest yes. of us, yeah. We'll uh, air some grievances then. Uh, we're doing a North Park pub crawl with the aluminum pole. Come on out and air some grievances with us. We'll do grievances some... about Saturday football? Well, yes. Okay. Well, grievances about that for sure. Uh, Bills at Chargers. Bills by 12. Bills are currently the nine seed in the AFC. That is bonkers to me this late in the season. Um, the Chargers are a complete train wreck at this point. They just got rid of their coach. It took them way too long to do that, but they finally did it. Um, I feel like the Chargers are probably not winning a game the rest of the season. Um, a 12-point road favorites for the Bills. It's going to feel like a home game because the Charger fans will not be showing up. Uh, Bills are going to dominate. I like how they're running the ball finally. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that uh, with the mic off. Like, finally running the ball. Like, don't have Josh Allen do all of it. Make all those stupid throws, turnovers, yada, yada. Uh, I Yeah, give me the Bills to just destroy. I, I don't think this game's going to be fun to watch because it's just going to be Bills, Bills, all Bills. Bills all day. Yeah, the, the uh, new offensive coordinator for the Bills who just utilizes um, – James Cook really, really well. Just it was all James Cook 
um, the last game. And, yeah, the Bills are going to handle this really easily. Maybe 22 points at least win. Ooh! Sounds like a hot wow. take. Wow. Like I'll take. take a dollar bet on that. Okay. At least. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. Uh, I mean, the Chargers are beat up on the offense there. Their defense are a little hurt. They just got rid of their head coach. And I, not to interrupt you, but is uh, Herbert starting in this game? No. He's out okay. this season. He's out this oh, season. Yeah. I think uh, Keenan Allen's out this game as well. Oh, God, yeah. So, Eckler's a little demoralized, but yeah, he's still, he's still playing. Yeah, so Bill's 12 points, easy. You know they offered uh, Kellen Moore the interim coach job for the Chargers. Really? And he's declined? And he turned it down. <laughs> He was like, he was like, oh, it's a dumpster fire. I'm good. Yeah. That'll look bad for me trying to get like a head coach job. Fair actually, enough. moving forward, um, that that essentially sums up what my pick is right there. I, I'm with Andrew on this one. Actually, I actually, I mean, it could be 20 plus points by that point. 32 points. Uh, 30 plus points by that point. Yeah, that's a lot. That's 30. That's plus 30. Yeah, that's a lot. It could happen. Um, but it could happen. I mean, because the Chargers are that bad right now. Look at the Raiders. Um, you said no one cares. I bet you there's going to be a whole lot of, like, you know, like those those former Charter fans or like that in San Diego that are going to, like, hate watch the Chargers on this one and just, like, cheer against them. But, no, I'm with you. I think the Bills have become more of a complete team. I think it took them most of the season to figure it out. I think it's taken, um, like, three years to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, well, they finally got, like, a decent running game now. You yeah. know, like, James Cook, like, his first year was last year, so they kind of, like, tried to get him in there. Singletary was still there by that point as well. Um, I think that as they let the man cook, uh, uh, I think that they're starting to kind of get more faith. Plus, they got the second tight end by this point with Kincaid and Knox. Um, and so, like, having, once again, Travis's form of, like, winning games, that I've always said, having a solid running game and having good tight ends by that point. And the, the Bills have that, and they're starting to utilize it. Um and I think I think the Bills are going to sneak into the playoffs this year. Oh, I mean, I'm with you. On you that know, Indy, Indy, I think could maybe hold on. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be there, and then if the Jags end up falling down, you know, like they'll be there as well. So the Jags have a pretty decent end of the year schedule. Uh, I think we get Carolina, like you know, New Year's Eve and everything like that. Um, oh. But those Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Tennessee, I think. Yeah, those are those are their our remaining games by that point. So there's a strong possibility that the Jags could win out, uh, but I don't think that the Colts could hold on, um, and maybe the Bengals won't. You know, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, Buffalo. It would be really interesting to watch Buffalo not make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, with how well they're playing at the second half of the season, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Up next, uh, we're going into some Sunday football. We're going to go to uh, talking about the Colts. First game up will be the Colts at the Falcons. Uh, the eight and six Colts again. They're three way tie for first place in that AFC South. And the Falcons with a very ugly loss. Bijan Robinson, you couldn't get me ten points. Ten points to move on in fantasy, Bijan. Uh, Atlanta still one point favorite at home over the Colts. I'm uh, I'm jumping on the Minshew magic train. I think the Colts win this game. I think the Colts win this division. Mm-hmm. Give me Indy going into Hot Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean Atlanta could just show up and have a great game because they're like hit or miss, but they have a terrible coach, and I like what the Colts are doing. Give me Indy. Yeah, anyone to blame about Bijan? You blame on Arthur Smith. Um, Taylor Heineke is going to start this game for the Falcons. I do not believe anything's going to. That's going to change anything. Give me the Colts. They are running towards the playoffs. Give me the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts as well. I'm believing that Minshew magic this week. Uh, I mean, you take the Bengals out of the equation, they would have won their last five games. So, I mean, they're playing well. They're keeping the games close. But, again, Atlanta's hit or miss. You never know which team's going to show up. You never know what B. John Robinson's going to do. So, I'm going to take the Colts to win this. Win and cover. Yeah, um, I just I don't I don't get the the hype behind uh, Atlanta. It just seems like a team in disarray that has no idea um, a rudderless ship, if you would, uh, by that point. So give me the Colts, uh, Minshew. You yeah, guys, my boy. Um, they won't win the division, but they will win this game. You're right. Houston could win it too. CJ Stroud's got to get back sometime. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll be back. That dude got knocked into last year. Uh, what do we got next? Seahawks at Titans. Uh, Seahawks, two-and-a-half-point favorites. This is one of those games I just don't like for Seattle. They're coming off of a short week, a great win against the Eagles, but short week with Monday Night Football. It's that early game, that West Coast uh, playing uh, the, well, it'll be the noon game in the Midwest in the Central Time. 
Um, I'm going to take the Titans to show up and win this game. I think Titans have already been eliminated from the playoffs. They don't have anything to look forward to except for some pride. And I say Vrabel gets that group together. And I think the Titans are going to upset Seattle at home. Um, I don't agree. I think Seattle has too many weapons to not win this game pretty easily. They're favored by two and a half. Yeah, give me that cover by the Seahawks. Yeah, just yeah. There's too many weapons, and Geno's probably back for this game. He was almost back for the Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah, Geno's going to be back this week. I mean, Locke plugged in. He got a win last week, but he only had one touchdown. Uh, it was a good drive right there at the end, but. With Geno back behind the wheel, I just don't see Tennessee like coming close in this game. So two and a half easy with Seattle. Yeah, I like I'm going with Seattle in this game, but I'm kind of with Fernando on it. Uh, if you look at like the the Titans' last five games, it's been like loss, win, loss, win, loss, um, and that's kind of I mean it's been my bane of like trying to pick Tennessee all season. By this point, I don't know what Tennessee team's going to show up. Um, you could be right. It could be, you know, they could rally behind them. They could get it going. Uh, but I just believe that Seattle, like, they need this game to, like, stay in the hunt. Uh, a loss will be devastating uh, for their playoff chances. So give me Seattle to, to kind of keep that playoff uh, momentum going. Beautiful. What do we got next? Game of the week. All right, it's not the game of the week, but it's the game of the morning games on yes. Sunday for sure. Looking at all this other train wreck shit going on, this is the one. Lions at Vikings. Lions are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Coming into uh, Minneapolis, uh, Vikings coming off another one-score loss on this year. So much fun to watch. Um, so here's the scenario. Vikings can still win the division if they win out and the Lions lose out. So here's who the Lions have left. They have Minnesota at Dallas. At home against Minnesota. Hmm. I'm just saying, Vikings got home against the Lions, home against the Packers at Detroit. Nick Mullins, does he have it in him? Probably not, but he might. <laughs> and if he does, again, and they got to start running the ball like, like the tush push. Don't fucking do it. That was the worst tush push I've ever seen in the world. Yeah, tush oh. push with a hundred pound player. Horrible. Yeah, you gotta run the ball like and keep giving it to Chandler. Ty Chandler, I've been trying to get him in there all year over Alexander Madison. Throw Ty Chandler in there. I think it was the first 100 yard rusher of the season for the Vikings. First one since Delvin last year. Uh, the Vikings can win this game. Their defense has been playing great this year up until the fourth quarter against the Bengals. Or they've been playing great the last couple months. I think if the Vikings can just slow down the Lions just a little bit. Put up enough, you know, you got Jefferson, you got Addison, you got TJ Hawkinson. Just come on. You can do it. Vikings are going to win this game and keep their division championship alive. All logic makes me want to pick the Lions in this game because they're the better team. Looked at the stats for Jared Goff. He's horrible on the road against the Vikings. Um, I'm trying to pick between Jared Goff and another quarterback. It is just... Chaos. I I think the Vikings are going to win this game because Jared Goff always seems to choke it on the road. Mm, you got Goff. You got Montgomery. You got Gibbs. You got St. Brown. That offense is just hot right there. I forgot the quarter. And I will I will give you that the Minnesota defense has been showing up. Uh, they they've been able to keep the games close, uh, but I just think that offense is in disarray. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be able to put up the points that the Lions will be able to put put up this week. So I'm going to take Detroit and the three and a half. That's what I mean. Um, I just like I still just haven't bought into Detroit yet, and I know that like you know they're ten and four right now and they're looking good. I just have not bought into them yet uh, for some reason, whatever reason. I mean, and you gave me plenty of reasons to buy into them right now uh, with all those players and how well they've been playing, but. You know, Andrew has like the point with like golf on the road. I just think that you know, US Bank Stadium is going to be rocking by that point. I think it's going to be a really hard, like, violent atmosphere to go into, and I think that the the Vikings are going to have like one of those like miraculous things, like keep their playoffs alive. It might not last, like, you know, <laughs> following week, but this week it's going to be it's it'll be the storyline. They, they're going to keep it alive. Well, keep playoffs are like they could lose this week and still keep it alive. It's the division that they I have know, to, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
And what do we got next? Uh, this dumpster fire of a game. The Commies at the Jets. Oh, Jets man. are three-point favorites. Um, crap on crap. I'm just going to take the Jets to win and cover. It's at it's in New York. That's the only or East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's the only reason I'm picking the Jets. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, the Jets. <laughs> picking the Commies. All right. No reasoning behind it. <laughs> uh, if we feel contrarian. Like, You're just being contrarian. If we feel like flying out to East Rutherford, tickets are only $12 right now. $12. Oh, it's a cheaper ticket than... <laughs> to, watch, uh, oh, to watch the Jets yeah. beat the Cubs. But the Panthers game last week... 45 cents a ticket. 45 cents a ticket. I, there's, there's some shots of that stadium. Look so empty. No wonder it was that price. Wait, who are you picking? Travis? The Jets. You going Jets? Jets, 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 Jets. All right, up next, we got the uh, 6-8 and eight Packers traveling to Charlotte, taking on the two-win, one-game winning streak, Carolina Panthers. Keep pounding, baby. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2-12. 2
Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I'm going to say the Bucks just find a way to get her done. Give me Tampa Bay. I agree. Um, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. And all due respect to Jags, Trevor Lawrence does not does not look right. He cannot step into his throws. Maybe it's because of that ankle, but he has some misfires in that game against the Ravens. He just we, we, we talked about in the first segment. I. I hope I'm wrong because it's more interesting when you're in it like this. But geez, I just I, I Bucks are actually pretty good so far. Give me the Bucks to win this. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks as well. I'm still a good oh. friend, uh, but uh, oh. the, the Bucks the Bucks are gonna win this game. Um, I didn't like the way <laughs> I didn't like the way Trevor Lawrence looked last week. Um, I think their defense was okay. Uh, it seems like they're not getting ETN the ball as much as he had the first half of the season. So, I don't know. I, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Yeah, they, I never said you weren't a good friend. I just, <laughs> just said I'm a better friend. No, there uh, you go. no I, I just don't. The, the Bucks aren't good, man. Like, the Jags aren't that bad. Um Trevor Lawrence, I think, has like one of the longest like starting streaks right now in the NFL, and I don't see it stopping um, this week either. Uh, with him on the field, um, I like Parker Washington. I think the dude's stepping up. I think that they made some bad play calls last week. I think Press Taylor should be absolutely fired. I don't know why people are so up on this guy. But the Bucks just aren't that good. Um, so give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to win in the Battle of Florida. North Florida. North Florida. North Central Florida. North Central Florida. Uh, up next, uh, we got another great game here. We got the Cardinals at the Bears. Bears still not eliminated from the playoffs. The Bears are four and a half point favorites at home. I don't care about that favorite. I'm going to say the Cardinals come in. Kyler Murray is. I think I say this every week. He's going to finally put a good game together. You sound like me last year. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Cardinals find a way to get this thing done. And they beat Chicago in the Windy City. Let's go, Arizona. Um, I'm picking the Bears. This is a cold game for the Cardinals. I can't see them executing on this. It's gonna play on a play on an ice rink probably on Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah, these are both bad teams, and I think the Bears are just better. Win and cover. The better of the bads. Better of the bads. Yeah, I think uh, Justin Fields probably going to have more rushing yards than Kyler Murray in this game. So uh, is that a hot? I don't think that's a hot take. That's, that's a hot take. I, I think that's a that's, bet. That's a dollar bet. It's a lukewarm bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a dollar bet on that. Uh, but yeah, I think Justin Fields is going to be able to rush a ball a little better than Kyler Murray is going to do in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be cold out there, so. I don't think they're going to be airing the ball out. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I'm taking Chicago to win this game. But will they cover? Well, Arizona's favorite, right? No, no Chicago's favorite. Oh, half. yeah. I go Chicago win, win and cover. Yep. Four and a half? That's what, yep, that's what you said. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, I mean, um, I like what the Bears look like uh, the past few weeks. Uh, it seems like they're kind of starting to piece some things together. Justin Fields seems a little bit more confident by this point. He's got... Some decent rushes going under his belt. The Cardinals don't look good, and I don't like them in the elements in the cold in Chicago. Uh, however, I do like them covering this game because I think that this game is going to be just bad enough that they're going to be close. It will definitely be bad. Our final afternoon game. This is probably the game of the week. Well, we got one more on Monday night that could be. Uh, but the Cowboys at the Dolphins. Uh, this is a great one. Both teams 10-4. and four. Both teams leading their division. Uh, both teams trying to get that number one seed in their conference. Um, this is a tough one. Dolphins are one-and-a-half point favorites. The Cowboys seem to be a different team on the road than when they're at home. And uh, this is going to be the main reason. Like the, the Dolphins don't seem to play very well against good teams. They know how to beat up on the shitty ones, that's for sure. But they just they don't put it together during, against the good ones. I just I don't like the Cowboys on the road for any any time. Like they're just they're not a good team on the road, and I think the Dolphins are going to go out there with or without Tyreek, and I think they are going to put up that dub and <coughs> send the Cowboys to a ten and five record. I really wish this game was in like the high heat of Florida to see how the Cowboys would fare, but um, yeah, after watching them lose the Bills, I just feel like the Dolphins are 
the better team at this point, and the Cowboys don't do well on the road, as you said. Give me the Dolphins to win the game cover. Yeah, I know that uh, that Dallas defense have been hit or miss. Uh, they've had games where they basically destroyed the offense, but they've also had games where they give up tons of points. But Miami plays down to good teams. I, that's been their MO all year. Uh, I think it's not going to change now. And I think the Dallas defense, all they have to do is step it up a little bit, and hopefully their offense can cover it. So I'm taking Dallas to win this game. Yeah, I, um, I I kind of, I mean, we've been talking about this, how Miami just doesn't beat good teams by that point. I think if you look through, like, the entire, like, season so far, like, they they're have winning records against terrible teams and bad records against, like, winning teams. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill should be back. It sounded like he was pretty much ready to go last week, and it was just kind of like a game-time decision on his own part. Um, but I think Dallas's defense is, is, is good enough to kind of contain uh, Tua and that offense, and I think Dallas's offense is definitely good enough to outscore them. Uh, this game, give me a shootout for this game. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. By that point, but uh, give me Dallas to win um, this game. All right, Sunday night football, Patriots at 3-11 and will be uh, visiting the Mile High City, playing the Broncos at 7-7. Seven and seven. Denver, six-and-a-half point favorites. Um, I, Denver still has a chance at the playoffs, wild card spot. Um, I just, the Patriots look so bad. They're so terrible. I can't see them winning this game on the road, and I think Denver is going to go out there. I think they can run all over them. I think Russ, Russ probably doesn't have to do much. I think Denver's defense is going to shut down that Patriots offense all around, and uh, I think they'll have no problem covering that six and a half points. Give me Denver, no problem. Yeah, Belichick's already fired probably, and um, I don't see the Patriots doing anything to threaten the Broncos. Give me the Broncos to win and cover this six-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, I think you take away last week from Denver when they played Detroit. Uh, the the other four or five games before that, they've been showing up. Uh, and I don't think New England really has anything to be able to like compete with it. Is is Richardson back this – or Stevenson, is he back this week? He's a maybe. He's 50 Yeah, He's most likely so season. maybe they'll get a running back back and – might help a little bit, but again, I don't see them winning this game. So Denver six and a half easy. I don't mean um, I'm going to take Denver in this game, especially like in Mile High by that point. But I, I think the Patriots are, are still there. Like we didn't see the same Zappy. Like Zappy's shown up like differently, like in both weeks. Right, last week he didn't show up at all. The week before that he looked great. Um, I don't think Denver's defense is all that great. So I think this could be a chance for, you know, the, the, the Patriots to, to put up some points in this one. Not like crazy. You know, I'm not going like over 20 or anything like that. But I think that the Broncos are like mistake prone enough. And I think that it's like a little bit too late, too little too late. So I'm, I'm going to take them to win this game. But I'm going to take the Patriots to cover in that six and a half. All right. All right. Good for you. Yeah. I'll allow it. You got to try it somewhere. You got to. Uh, Monday, we got a triple header. Starting off at 10 a.m. with the Raiders at the Chiefs. Raiders coming off of a 63-point uh, performance against the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs, <laughs> I agree. Uh, they were shut out. Yeah, shut out last week. 60 or the week before, 63. The next week, um, yeah, I got the Chiefs winning this game, no problem. They are 10-point favorites at home. Um, I think they're gonna go on a tear, get themselves ready for the playoffs. Um, I yeah, I just even with their shitty receiving play. Um, I think they are going to uh, like really punch them in the mouth and like solidify themselves in that division. Uh, Chiefs win, no problem. Yeah, I got the Chiefs too. Probably a couple of touchdowns for Kelsey one week too late. Um, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. One touchdown. Chiefs to win and cover. Just need one touchdown from Travis Kelsey. No. Why does this man hurt me in the playoffs every single? Knew that year? was going to happen. Um. No, I mean the the Chiefs the, the Chiefs are the better team, but I've actually really liked the Ra- the way the Raiders have looked uh, under Anthony Pierce by this point. Uh, I think they're playing for their coach. I think he's earned his head coaching job for next year. Uh, the Raiders, uh, I mean they they play tough. They play physical. It's a divisional game. This is like one of the longest rivalries like in in football by this point. Um, I think the Chiefs will win, but give me the Raiders to cover ten. I think ten's a lot for a division game like that. 
Mm-hmm. We shall see. Uh, the next one are the Eagles and Giants in Philadelphia. Uh, Giants, you know, Danny DeVito's kid looking uh, looking pretty decent. Uh, his agent, though, a little different. Right. Yeah, his agent needs to help. Um, it is a 12. Again, we're talking about division games with big spreads. 12-point favorites for the Eagles. I think they can do that. I can see them winning by a couple touchdowns, like a 28-14 kind of game, 31-17. I just think the Giants don't have it in them, and the Eagles are still shooting for that number one seed and the division with the Cowboys coming along. Uh, Give me the Eagles to uh, have no problems against the Giants. This matchup with the uh, Giants is always weird with the Giants and the Eagles. Um, I would pick the Eagles to win this game, but the Giants to cover. I have a stat question for you all. Uh-oh. Which player who currently plays for the Eagles always scores a touchdown against the Giants in his Cur- career? Always. I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. Mm. Boston Scott. A.J. Brown? As is Boston Scott. Yeah. Hey. He has played eight total games against the Giants since 2019. He always scores either running or rushing touchdowns. I think I remember that stat from last year. Like yeah. They showed it because he, he scored. And like it was like, who's got Boston Scott on your fantasy team? Apparently, when he plays the Giants, <laughs> you want Boston Scott. All He's right. like Boy third in the depth chart. I for sure Penny's if, probably lower than him. But if you yeah. need a running back, pick up Boston Scott this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you're probably, hot tip you're probably of the guaranteed, week. Yeah. Hot probably guaranteed a touchdown. Hot tip of the week. That's your hot take? Yeah, that's my hot take. He'll score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Hurts is going to bounce back from last week. Uh, I, I don't think Seattle should have won that game. They did. Um, but I think he's going to bounce back and show why he should be in the running for the MVP. Should he get it? No. But why he should be in the running. So, Philly, 12 points, easy against the Giants. Speaking about MVP, are we, are we, are we looking at maybe like one of the first years since AP that um, – that we will have a position player? Maybe. I mean, the quarterback is really like, out there. I mean, I think Purdy is like the, the lead guy for the quarterbacks by this point. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts is still a conversation for it and stuff like that. But, I mean, we're talking like CMC. Tyreek's having a hell of a year right now. And a receiver has never won the MVP award. We, we threw out Lamar Jackson, too. Yeah. And Lamar's Lamar up there, yeah. 100%. He's having mid. a great season. Yeah, we were talking yeah. earlier. Jalen Hurts hasn't really done much this year. Well, I feel like Jalen Hurts, especially since they've lost the last three games, I think that like some of the lot, like shine has kind of gone yeah, off yeah. of Jalen Hurts by this point. And like he could yeah. pick it back up if he has like an incredible like last three games of the season, and like the Eagles end up like getting that number one seed, which they probably won't because the the Niners have the the head edge over them. But you're looking at the the Eagles are on a three game slide right now, right? Started with the Niners, the beat down the Niners gave them, uh, the beat down the Cowboys gave them, and then they barely lost to Seattle. Um, I think the the Giants can play them, but I just don't think the Giants are there, man. I just don't think it's a good team. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this is when they bounce back. Hurts also only has one pass in TD over the last three games. Yeah. yeah. So and multiple interceptions by that point. Um, Sorry, H. So H. it's yeah. it's just one of those things. I think I think that the Eagles do bounce back in this game. I think J- Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a phenomenal game. Um, I think one of the biggest problems that the Eagles have had over the last three games is they've gotten away from that running game. Um, like, how much was Swift on, like, everyone's radar in the first half of the season, and then he's just kind of gone by the wayside by this point. Um, I think that, that matters. I mean, you have Goddard back. You have your receivers there. But if you don't have the running game to be able to, to, to you know, keep them honest. Yeah, I just I don't think the Giants are that good. Um, give me the Eagles to win the cover, even though 12 points. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football, powerhouses. Ravens at Niners. Niners are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to throw my little hot take out here. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson rushes for two touchdowns in this game. That'll be my hot take. And I'm going to say the Ravens go in there, and they beat the 49ers. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Again, the game of the year or the week, we said Ravens-Niners and maybe Cowboys-Dolphins, both really Two power, like four powerhouse teams going at it this week, uh, but I just I'm gonna say the Ravens they they're scrappy. They know how to get it put it together. I think Lamar's gonna come in his own, and like I think they're gonna solidify themselves with that number one seed in the AFC. I, I just see the Niners' defensive line, their linebackers chasing Lamar all game. Like Nick Bosa is gonna be gas in this game, just trying to chase Lamar. I've got the Niners to win this game, but I feel like it's gonna be very close, and I think the Ravens will cover it. It might probably be a field goal difference, but. Um, this is gonna be a good. Game. It's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I think it's gonna be close. 
But I still feel like the 49ers are going to win by at least a touchdown this game. Uh, I think for some reason, uh, Lamar Jackson's not getting outside of the pocket as much he, as he did last year. I don't know if that's coaching-wise or, you know, he was he was hurt towards the end of the year last year. So maybe they're just trying to protect him this year. I don't know. He did get outside of the pocket against the uh, Jacksonville last week. I think he almost had 100 rushing yards. You saw how that turned out. But I think the 49ers defense is good enough to contain them. Um, they might be gassed, but I think San Francisco is going to win this game and cover the five and a half points. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say this right now. I I don't believe that the Ravens are as good as what the record says. I, I'm not there on them yet. Um, I I think that they're a solid team. I think Lamar's having a great year. Um, but there's just something about them that they just seem beatable. We're on the other side of the ball. The 49ers are like clicking right now, and they don't seem beatable to me. Uh, that team is like solid from up to up, up to down, down to up, left to right, doesn't matter. Um, I don't think this game is going to be that close. I really don't. Like, I mean, I watched, I know that the, the, the Jaguars got blown out against the um, Ravens last week, but, like, I watched that game, and, like, there was never even a point, even with all the turnovers and the miscues and the bad play calling, like, the, the, the last half of the, the, the last part of the first half, I looked at a team that was, like, still beatable. I never really thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't have a chance to win that game until they didn't call it that Ridley touchdown. And with all those miscues, all those mistakes, that's what the Ravens are to me right now. Is that they're they're good. Their record says that they're good. They're number one in the AFC. But I don't think that they're that good. They're not Niners good. They're not. I don't even think they're they're Ravens. They're they're Eagles good by this point. I think that the 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 Baltimore Ravens are a beatable team, and I think we're going to see it on Monday night. Um, I think that the. the I mean, give me the 49ers by probably 10 to 13 points by this point. Mm, damn. All right, I think, are we wrapping this thing up? Yeah, I think we're wrapping it up. All right, yeah, we've gone far <laughs> enough. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll uh, be back next week. Oh, yeah, wait. Are we going to do, we won't be around for the Thursday night game next week. It's the Jets at the Browns. Mm. So we're just throwing out there, we're all taking the Browns to win and cover, whatever that spread is. Yeah, whatever spread is. Yeah. That it trash matter. game. Yep. So we're just going to throw that out there right now for next Thursday since we won't be around to record for that. But happy holidays, everybody. Happy Festivus on Saturday. Enjoy your time. Thanks for listening. Uh, signing off, I'm Fernando. I'm Travis. I'm Chris. I'm Jimmy G, the stat boy. See you next time. Hi, Merry Little Christmas, let your heart be one.